Wow, what a day to be alive. On a Thursday, this is George Watkins. <clears throat> I am excited and thrilled about Jesus today. We start the morning early and we seek him first. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, not just in the morning, but it's a priority, right? Okay, well, if you haven't been with us before, stay around for a while. <clears throat> Something good's coming down. Amen. And we're here every morning. If you haven't subscribed yet, YouTube could help, could stand your help and <laughs> your subscription. And <clears throat> Facebook's a place to be a friend. If you want a friend, go to Facebook, right? Well, I'm going to talk about the dynamic duo, two things that we need to be successful, prosperous, and victorious in our walk with Christ. Two things, your willpower and faith. Now, I'm what you call a faith preacher. I was involved with the message and with the action with the language, with the fellowship. I belong to the faith, international faith ministry out at Tulsa. Had a great, great time with all that season of time in our life. So I'm a faith man. People would say, well, are you, are you a faith person? I'd say, well, I've been a faith person long before Kenneth Hagin had that revelation or at least that direction to really emphasize faith and bring it back on main track again because it takes faith to please god we know that but that's not the issue today we're all we're, we're we we are all faith people because we have a belief in jesus christ okay but listen to this isaiah 1 and 19 says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So the power of the will, God gave us the power of the will. We have the ability to turn right or turn left. We have the ability to love or not love. We have the ability to stay home or to go when God commands us to go because we are created in his image. Now, it's a, <clears throat> it's a myster mysterious thing God did for us as people. But if you notice the sons of God that he created, you'll find some of the snapshots. Genesis 6, uh, <clears throat> Psalms 82, there are several places that it talks about God talking to the collection of heavenly, heavenly hosts, sons of God, he calls them. He created those sons of God in the same way and in, for the same purpose he created us. He created them so they would be fellow and, and cooperative family members in the spiritual world. So they are the angels. They are the ministering spirits. They are the cherubims and the seraphims. All those that were created have a ability to make a choice. If they didn't. They would be zombies, clones, puppets, 
just, you know, like a mechanical doll. That's not what God wanted, nor God would have. He didn't want that kind of, kind of love. Suppose you had a uh, robot girlfriend. They're coming up with these crazy things now. And you could, you could control her with an iPad, or you could program her, do the cooking, and every five minutes she would say, I love you, and you would say back, I love you. Well, that would be inspirational for about 40 seconds. Then you'd be getting really bored with it because you know it's a mechanical doll. She has been programmed to tell you that she loves you. Now, flip over to the other side, and God gives you that special girlfriend or boyfriend, and you have a love bond, and you're, you're moving down the road now towards serious romance, and someday, hopefully, a lifetime together. And when they say, I love you, something leaps in your heart because you're dealing with a human being that has self-will and has made a decision in their conscious awareness and in their inner person, they have made a decision to love you. I've been loving my sweetheart for 54 years. And when I first met her, she didn't express that right away. And I wanted to hear it. But she was the kind of person that wasn't going to just throw it out on the table. I had to earn it. <laughs> she had to know I was the one before she said. And when she said, I love you, it was a done deal. I mean, it was solid. Uh, as they say, you know, it was a solid deal. Now, why do I bring that up? Because the will of man, the will of women, the will of hu humankind is so powerful that it will take us into God or take us away from God. That's something. So he says, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. John 5 and 40, Jesus says to the, to the scribes and Pharisees and, you know, those that gang ain't around him criticizing. He says, but you are not willing to come to me that you might have life. He had been teaching and showing them miracles, telling them who, you know, that he was uh, the door. <laughs> it was scaring them to pieces. They didn't know what to do. But he said, you're not willing. So they, there was, the only thing that was hindering them from coming into eternal life or into the life of Christ was a willing spirit. Wow. So the power of your will we took a snapshot of the prodigal son. I love that little slice of time when he comes to himself. Luke 15. And he said, five wills, I believe it is. He says, I will arise and I will go and I will say and I will do and so forth. I will repent. Okay. Something happened in that boy where he got to a place where enough's enough my stubborn, my stubborn will, my rebellion, that stubborn will, going against common sense, going against principles, all those things, going against the commands of the Father or the rules of the house. How many times have you heard someone say, or at least in a, maybe a story or a movie, um, if you don't want 
to live by the rules of my house, you've got to go out. Generally, it's a, a breaking of relationships. The son leaves or the daughter leaves and the, you know, the father is too stubborn to say I made a mistake. Now, the father in the prodigal son didn't do that. He gave him all of his inheritance because he had made a decision to leave the house. And the father said, all right, here's your, here's your inheritance. Go and do what you desire to do. But he was breaking the covenant, breaking the rules. So in this case, he said, you could have life if you are willing. Look at Matthew 23 and 37. Jesus is over Jerusalem, praying over Jerusalem. It's kind of a, a famous uh, quotation of his. We use it a lot. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would gather you as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. So the will of that city had de determined, they had self-will, and they decided not to receive Jesus Christ. The power of the will. So faith, he that believeth, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's the faith part. You believe God. But before that happens, you have to determine in your will to receive, in your will to come. I will arise. I will go home. I will say to my father, I have sinned. See, something happens in the human psychic, the human soul, that a trigger is snapped, and you say, enough's enough. I'm tired of this rebellious life. I'm going to yield to the voice of God. I will come home. Wow. Mark 10, 46 to 51, here's the blind man story where he cries out, says, oh, son of God, David, son of David, have mercy on me. And they stop. Everybody's, you know, he's got his rag, ragged coat on. He's got his beggar's coat on. They stop. Jesus stops, says, what's going on? The disciple says, oh, don't worry about him. He's a blind man. Jesus said, bring him to me. Now, look at this. He said, what would you have me do for you? ha. <laughs> I always thought that was a weird question. Hey, I'm blind. What do you think, Jesus? <laughs> Look at me. I can't see. Take a clue. No, Jesus was reaching in and having him decide what he wanted. He had to give his will. He had to yield his will by that declaration. I am blind and I need to be healed. I want you to heal me. Wow. Never pray for anyone who comes under somebody else's direction. They don't want to be there. They want to be home. They don't believe in this. I'm out of here. Or they're, you know, they're forced to come. You're going to go get prayed for or you're, you're, you're you know, you have to leave the house. Now, in, in difficult situations where there's a demonic control, Certainly, we would stand, step in and break the power of that until that person could be free to say yes or no. The deliverance ministry that we've been in for years, there's so many 
often it happens so it's happened so often that um, that you have to break that power before they can say yes to Jesus. So that's that's another issue. But there's a willing heart that yields to the Lord. Galatians one and six, one and four says Jesus came by the will of the Father. So the will of the Father, he willed, he desired, and he committed himself to send Jesus Christ. So the will of the Father, it says, it says I, I wish that I will or wish that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's the Father's will. Your will has to match the will of God. Are you willing to be willing? Are you willing to match your will and submit it to the will of God? If you are, then he wills that you're healed. He wills that you're saved. He wills that you're delivered. He wills that you prosper. He wills that you have relationship with, uh, with people and with loved ones and family. He wills that. So you bring your will into the will of God. Prodigal son said, I will go home and I will come now into the will of my father and say, I repent. Remember, I I've told you before, the word repentance means going back to the place that you started or to the top. It's like the, it's like the penthouse. You repent back to the top. Wow. I love that. John 6 and 11 says they could they could eat as much as they wanted. Ever see that phrase in there? Feed the 5,000. Jesus says, go out and pick it up. But he said, let them eat as much as they want and then pick it up. They had a will. They could go back for seconds and thirds. Maybe they stuck it in their pockets, carried it home in a, in a sack. Who knows? But the scripture says, let them eat as much as they want. So that's why you can go as far as you want in God. You can seek him hard or you can just play on the edges. You can go to church once a month and just, you know, keep kind of your membership active. Or you can be hot after God. You'll get the rewards of the thing you seek. Amen. I use my marriage and my love, lovely wife so often. And if you've been around for a while, you probably know the story, but she was heading to college and I was on the evangelistic road. And I knew if she went to college, she would have somebody sweep her into another, you know, another somebody's arms. I said, I ain't going to let that happen. So I proposed, we set a date and got married because I was not going to play around with this. I pursued her and we have been 54 years. <laughs> this is not a marriage seminar, by the way, just my life in a glass house. All right. Well, this is Thursday, so Friday's coming, my favorite day of the week. Tomorrow morning is going to be dynamic and wonderful. So come again. Let's join up. Now, remember, these 15 or 20 or so minutes every morning are just to start your 
desire, to stir your heart, to uncover some faith you have in there, to remind you who you are, and to let your eyes be refreshed. I'm not the last voice. I'm not the answer man. I don't have all the questions, you know, that you ask. <laughs> I've often said, if you ask the right questions, I have the answers. That's kind of a humorous joke, I think. <laughs> Amen. So tomorrow morning, we'll see you. Until then, don't forget, subscribe and all the things that you can do to help us with sharing and thumbs up and comments. If God's nudged you to send us a financial gift right down in pay PayPal or the address, we receive it and thank God for everyone that is involved. Bless you today. Until tomorrow morning, we will see you then. God bless.